You're listening to a podcast from the South China Morning Post. Hello there, and welcome to Inside China Tech from the South China Morning Post. I'm Kong Ho, the tech editor, and we've got a real treat for you this week. We're going to cross over to Las Vegas in a moment, where our reporter and regular host, Zan Su, has been working 16-hour days for the past few days to bring us the latest from the Consumer Electronics Show. Hello, Zen. Hi, everyone. It's Zen Su. But this time, you know, instead of your host, I'm on the other side of this gig. I am currently in Las Vegas, where the Consumer Electronics Show CS 2019 is happening. Zen, what, what's that? What's that sound in the background? Where Where are you now? Ah, uh, so I'm actually sitting in the lobby of the Wynn Hotel right now. So you know, it's one of the nicest hotels on the Strip, basically. Uh, yeah, I just came from like a meeting with like a really cool Chinese company called Rocket, which was showing. Uh, they were showing me their um latest augmented reality glasses, basically. So now I'm just. Yeah, sitting around waiting for my lift to arrive, maybe in a couple, of, like in the next half an hour. Before we get into uh, Rocket, maybe we can take a step back. So just, just tell me, uh, you know, CES has been nicknamed the Chinese Electronic Show, you know, for the last couple of years, just because there are so many Chinese exhibitors there. Uh, I know you covered CES last year. Um, so is it still the same case this year? Yeah, like you said, you're right. The uh, CS has traditionally been nicknamed the Chinese Electronics Show because so many Chinese companies, you know, whether or not it's internet companies like, like Baidu or you know, like smaller component suppliers from Shenzhen or Dongguan, uh, they all basically come to CS every year to sort of show off their new technologies. You know, so the, the the suppliers try to get new business leads and and strike some deals. So yeah, last year was a super big year because, you know, Huawei was like a like a keynote speaker. This year it is still very much there's still very much a large Chinese presence, but it is a little bit more subdued this year, I think. According to what I've seen, the Chinese companies have less of a presence this year, uh, according to the statistics that we've run. I think about 20% less companies have turned up this year at CES compared to last year. So last year we had about a th- over 1,500 companies and this year it's only just above 1,200. So what are some of the companies, uh, Chinese companies they are showing uh, this year? Any, any common themes or notable products? Okay, so this year, I think um, Baidu is still here, naturally, and we have companies like Sogo. Interestingly, uh, there are also a couple of first-timers. So Meituan, which just listed on the Hong Kong Stock Exchange last year, they made their first appearance at CS this year, showing off some of their autonomous vehicles. And JD.com as well, um, you know, they're uh, China's largest online retailer. They have also made their debut at CS this year with a pretty big booth. They were actually one of the featured exhibitors for CS this year. So they had a big booth. They showed off a lot of new retail technologies. So basically like Meituan, the on-demand company Meituan and like JD.com, which does e-commerce, all of them, you know, the one of the big common themes I see between them as well as Suning, which does... Um, which sells electronics, all of them this year, they have pushed new retail technologies, whether it be augmented reality mirrors or magic runways where you know, people can sort of try on clothes. So what exactly is an AR mirror? Is it something out of a fairy tale? No, so an AR mirror is basically like, you know, like the idea is that 
for stores. You know, like now stores, they have lots of selections of clothing, but like they might not have space to store that much and people, you know, they don't want to have too much inventory. So people are supposed to be able to try on these clothes virtually. So what they do is they stand in front of this mirror, which is basically like a camera, right? It, it shows them basically and like using AR technology and sort of like different data points, they're able to like map your body shape and like you're able to choose clothes and then they will sort of superimpose the clothes onto your body. So you can like try on clothes without actually having to try them on. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty hilarious because like, I think a lot of a lot of the times the technology is not there yet. So it looks like a huge cut and paste sort of situation where it's like a bit crudely, they sort of like stick a top on you and like they even let you change your hairstyle. I think the JD.com one, they'll let you change your hairstyle, you can choose different hairstyles. Anyway, it was pretty funny. Like uh, a lot of people who tried it, like it was pretty interesting, but people also had a good laugh out of the technologies. Yeah, I was I was going to ask you whether this technology is something that's mature and, you know, is about to be rolled out or there's something, you know, uh, further down the line. Do you, do you think that Chinese consumers uh, will actually take to this? Are they, are they kind um, of forward-looking enough and, you know, are they, do they like some of this? Uh, experimental uh, uh, technology so not just Chinese consumers right basically for consumers all around the world if you're at a trade show like the CES and you see something like an AR mirror I think anybody's going to be pretty curious because you want to see how, how accurate or effective this mirror is so um, especially I think the Chinese giants because of this whole new retail sort of revolution where they are trying to combine you know offline retail and online technologies this sort of mirror specific like this augmented reality mirror it seems to be very popular um so obviously you know baidu and like suning i believe they both exhibited this technology but you know we know also that alibaba who by the way owns the south china morning post usual disclaimer here um also, alibaba also has this technology in hangzhou so that's already actually sort of in like a real store consumer can go try it i don't think anybody seriously treats it as like a actual mirror like to trust that augmented reality mirror as something that would accurately tell you whether or not something looks good on you but it's still sort of like a novelty right now you know technology still has some ways to go before it can really accurately map clothing onto you know individual people's bodies but right now it's still kind of like it's still like a fun gimmick where you know people can sort of get a glimpse into the future hey zen there's been uh, quite a fair bit of news about automation uh, and related tech coming out of the show um, what, what are you seeing in, in that regard? So in terms of automation, Jingdong, which is JD.com, and Meituan, um, they have both sort of unveiled and showed off autonomous logistics vehicles at the show this year. So these autonomous logistics vehicles basically um, are able to self-drive themselves like for short distances, for distances such as three or five kilometers, and make deliveries within these sort of uh, predetermined routes and the idea is that having autonomous delivery vehicles would make the general delivery process more efficient. It frees up um, delivery men to do other more complex tasks. And um, at one of the panels at CS this year, JD.com's chief technology officer, Zhang Chen, he basically said that um, the reason that autonomous driving vehicles are so useful is because in China, um, the logistics industry has basically, you know, managed to now be able to do like next day deliveries or even same day deliveries. And because of this, consumer have rising expectations every year of how long it takes 
for parcels to be delivered. So using autonomous vehicles would actually make this also much more time efficient and help them cut down the sort of time it takes to deliver things and sort things manually. Just staying on this uh, driver, uh, driverless theme, uh, I know Baidu, uh, the search engine operator, uh, has also unveiled some announcement about self-driving vans. Baidu, which is you know one of the national champions for like autonomous driving technology in China, um, this year, they announced a partnership with California-based startup UDelf. So UDelf produces self-driving vans, and what their partnership between Baidu and UDelf will be about is that UDelf will start using Apollo 3.5, which is Baidu's self-driving software, to do deliveries for Walmart. Wait, so a Chinese company is working with a Californian company uh, to work together on driverless technology, and one of the uh, use cases. One of the users would be Walmart, an American icon. That seems to me a little ironic, you know, given what's been going on, um, you know, with the U.S. and China in a in a trade war. Don't you think? Yeah, Kongho, I think you're right in that. Uh, it does seem a little bit, perhaps, like out of the blue that you know, obviously, um, like an American icon like Walmart is having its deliveries done, you know, by a U.S. company that's using Chinese self-driving software. That's because right now the U.S. and China are locked in a trade war, although they are now in a 90-day truce as both sides try to work out a deal. Hey Zen, I, I know that CES is you know, full of cool stuff, you know, gadgets and you know, um, really futuristic uh, you know, tech. But is the trade war uh, even a topic uh, of concern at all? I mean, with the people that you're talking to? Uh, you know, over the last couple of days, as me and Sarah and Li Tao, the three of us, were at the show, as we've gone around speaking to these Chinese exhibitors, like nearly all of them, actually all of them, have said that um, the trade war has definitely affected them because of the tariffs that are imposed on Chinese electronics. So that's like at least 10% right now. And so this tariff that has been imposed on you know, the the Chinese imports to the US has made their margins thinner, it's harder to turn a profit, and some of them are thinking of actually passing on that cost to consumers if things don't get better. So they're all really hoping for, you know, for a deal really to be worked out during the truce. Uh, are any of them considering moving production out of China as a kind of way to mitigate the... Uh the trade war? Yeah, so one of the companies that we've spoken to that makes um, earphones, they're actually a pretty uh, well-known company in China at least, called One More. Uh, this company is a Xiaomi-backed company. They produce earphones, like they call themselves, you know, um, China's Beats, Beats, you know, which is that famous headphone brand. So they uh, have said that it is a possible consideration if things get worse that they might consider outsourcing manufacturing of their devices that they sell in the US to Vietnam and India to sort of you know reduce costs in case tariffs were really imposed. Is then what what about Huawei? I they were very big uh, last year with a you know a planned announcement uh, for a smartphone. What are they up to this year? Yeah, so yeah, like you said, Kong Ho, Huawei was one of the keynote speakers at CS last year. Um, however, they have had a pretty rough year in 2018, basically. Um, most recently, I think their chief financial officer, Meng Wanzhou, uh, was arrested in Canada at the behest of the US. So um, 
basically, I think the company has been trying to lie low at CS. They have a booth this year, but it's really, you know, just like a, like a, like an experience hall where they have out there like smartphones on display for people to play with. And they've also, like the only product they've launched this year, I think is a smartwatch as well as um, their MateBook 13. So their MateBook 13 is supposed to be a pretty sort of high-end sort of uh, laptop. But yeah, otherwise they have been pretty quiet. They haven't, you know, had any executives speak at the show this year. Yeah, so generally pretty more of a subdued presence this year for sure. So we've covered the heavy stuff about trade war, you know, competition between the US and China. I mean, it is CES, uh, which is kind of like an annual uh, festival for the, the cool stuff. So what are the gadgets that really stood out for you? This year, one of the really cool things was that LG launched like a rollable screen, like a TV, which like has a really flexible sort of display and it can be rolled down into sort of like a coffee table sort of thing. So that was pretty cool. Um, other really cool stuff that we saw was... Um, this Shenzhen-based robotics company called Ubitech. So they're currently the most valuable robotics company in the world. They unveiled like this walking robot. So it's called Walker, like like no surprises there. But basically this this robot is supposed to sort of be like like a home assistant. Like it, it can walk it can walk around in your home, it can grab things for you, it can open a fridge and grab your beer if you want. It can draw like a picture with your kids. It's pretty interactive and he has different sort of expressions. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty fancy robot. That, that robot got quite a lot of attention at their booth. What, what is the one thing that you will want to take back from the show if you could uh, back to Hong Kong? The one thing that I thought was pretty cool was this Beijing-based company called Enreal. They basically made this pair of mixed reality glasses that looks like a pair of sunglasses, really. So what they're trying to do is um, sort of make consumer focused mixed reality devices like where you can you are able to wear this these this pair of sunglasses and watch a movie like a high definition definition movie just by wearing this pair of glasses or like play a mixed reality game and like what's really cool about um Enreal like the the glasses are called Enreal like what's cool about it is that they have a really wide sort of field of vision. So when you wear the glasses, it's like you're seeing a huge projector screen in front of you and the graphics are very, very sharp. It's like 1080p sort of resolution that was also extremely um, popular. So these company is pricing their glasses at about what a high-end smartphone would cost. So probably at least a US $1,000 or so. Um, yeah, so that's actually significantly less than, you know, what, what's on the market right now, like Magic Leap or like Microsoft's HoloLens. Yeah, maybe uh, Kong Ho should consider buying a pair for the tech team so we can sort of fiddle with it in our day-to-day -day work. That's, that's all you wanted? I was prepared to go much higher, but since you only wanted a pair of uh, mixed glasses, then yeah. Yeah, we sure. should just buy a pair of uh, mixed reality glasses for everybody on the team, so that's like eight pairs. It's pretty awesome. Thank you, Zen. I hope you have a good time in Vegas. And uh, to our listeners, thank you for listening in to Inside China Tech from the South China Morning Post. See you all next week. Thanks, guys. Do remember to check out our stories at scmp.com slash tech. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, my handle is at Zensu. My handle is at Chua Kongho. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. 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 Bye.